0: Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. Welcome back to the Freaking Butterfly Podcast. Or if you're new here, a very special welcome. So so grateful to have you guys here, especially for today's episode, because I have a very special guest. Oh my god, I've been having so many amazing guests, and I am especially excited for this one. I was just telling Sloan that like food for me is something that uh, like it was really prevalent at the beginning of my journey, my confidence journey. And then like I've just always had issues with. With food. And so, my guest today is Sloane Elizabeth, and she is a food freedom expert, a holistic wellness coach, and she is just so beautiful, such good vibes and energy. And I'm so excited to, yeah, learn uh, from her about food freedom and everything just food, because, yeah, Lord knows I need it. And I'm sure you guys do as well. So, introduce yourself, say hello.
1: Thank you so much, Maddie. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this is going to be the best conversation. I already know it. Um. So thank you so much for having me. And yeah, as you said, I'm a holistic wellness coach. I'm a food freedom expert, and I teach women how to eat with love and intuition. So I combine science from nutrition Psychology, biology, neuroscience with spirituality. And Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about manifesting and like deep intuitive activation. This isn't just about, quote, listening to your cravings. Um, And that's what makes me pretty unique in this beautiful intuitive eating space. So that's why I was especially excited to come on here and talk about you because I know that we both share that love and interest in manifesting and co-creating. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Mix it all up. I love it. I know. I don't think I've had like a food nutrition expert on my podcast yet because um, I mean, I'm sure anyone that is knowledgeable in that area could bring so much wisdom. But I think with you, I really did feel also that connection to like spirituality and the aspect of like um, it's not just like the science-based and like the nutrition. It's it's so much more. Um, and I think for me, even recently, i have just realizing how much nutrition and food is like a spiritual thing in a sense. And so, yeah, it just feels so aligned to have you here. Um, so, okay. So I think that every coach, the reason
1: – I lost you for like 30 seconds. Oh, no. And on my screen, it looks like the audio also lost you for like – I think your Wi-Fi must have just cut out for a second.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Guys, if it's still recording and for anyone listening, um, I am in Tulum and so the Wi-Fi isn't always the absolute (laughs) best. My audio is still showing. Okay. Amazing. So I think it might be okay. Um, But I was just saying that like it just feels so aligned to have you because you do bring that spiritual aspect and not the science aspect. Um, Yeah. If I cut out again, totally let me know and I'll repeat myself and hopefully we'll just like cross our fingers, everyone, that this recording sounds really good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The universe is on our side. I have no doubts.
0: It's on our side. That always happens to me. I've had like multiple times where like I didn't have good Wi-Fi and like the Zoom recording, like, it keep, or the Zoom call keeps, like, cutting out. And as soon as I press record, it just, like, runs smoothly for the whole recording. And then afterwards, the Wi-Fi goes out again. So classic. Yeah. Um, but okay. So I think with every coach, right, usually the reason we're passionate about what we're passionate about, like, why our, our niche is our niche is because we have an experience with it ourselves. And I'm assuming it's the same for you. Can you share a little bit just about, like, your story, maybe your experience with food and yeah, just how you got here.
1: For sure. And you're so right. And I remember when I was struggling with food, I had this moment where I was like, why me? Like This wasn't something that I was supposed to ever struggle with. And now obviously it's so clear why, because it's totally my mission to help women eat with love and intuition, but also live with love and intuition. So I grew up in Los Angeles, actually. So Mm. right where you were. Um, And I was always confident, like had a normal relationship with food, didn't think about it, whatever. And then in high school, all of a sudden, it was almost like the flip switched and I started becoming really hyper-focused about my body. I went through puberty like pretty late. And so I was gaining weight and like coming into my adult body when all of my other friends had already done that. So Mm. I thought that it was something else. Like I thought something was wrong that I was eating incorrectly or something like that. I also have always been very entrepreneurial and so I had a baking business like cookies, brownies, full butter, sugar, all the things and I would eat it all obviously because I have a sweet tooth and I loved it. And so all of a sudden I became really scared of like my own Mm. creations and I've always been like a math and science kind of person. So I tried to do it like the scientific way. But of course, Google, Google science led me to diet culture. Um, And so I, I really thought I was doing everything right. Like I created all of these very arbitrary food rules, like, you know, only eat berries. Don't eat too many bananas because of the sugar. Like very minute, but kind of classic orthorexia sort of rules, Mm -hmm. all in the pursuit of being As healthy as possible and, you know, trying to be smaller, but I knew that it wasn't sustainable. I knew that I was making myself miserable. And when I went to university, I knew that I did not want to mess this up like I didn't want to continue letting food get in the way of social plans and just, like, my brain space and my confidence. Um, And so I knew that I had to actually heal. And so I started in my pre-med classes taking all of these, like, science classes. And that helped understand, like, how glucose is metabolized in the body and, like, how your body actually works and anatomy, physiology, neuroscience. That was all really helpful, but it didn't fully click for me until I – read my first Gabby Bernstein book, which mm. was The Universe Has Your Back, would definitely recommend it to everybody. And it like everything just made sense around my control issues, my perfectionism, um, trust. And that's when everything really came together and I was able to surrender control with food and everything else in life and so i realized that intuitive eating was not just about eating what you're craving and stopping when you're full it was about actually like waking up to your intuition mm. on like a soul level I because love that. right like of course your intuition can tell you um, what to eat and how much and when, but as you know, your intuition can also help to guide you where to live and who to be friends with and what to say yes to with business opportunities or what to say no to so it can help you with any decision.
0: I'm, I'm already, sorry, cutting you off for a sec because I'm already having major light bulbs in my head of just like how connected everything really is. Like I just had a guest a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about like self-pleasure practices and how that's so directly correlated to like your life and, um, you know, being able to like give yourself Pleasure instead of like needing it from other people or being able to like ask for things in the bedroom, like that directly correlates with asking things like in your job, asking for a raise. Mm. And now I'm having these light bulbs because I would have never thought those things were like connected at all. Right. And now with food, yeah, now with food, I'm having this connection of like, okay, so if I can tune into my intuition and ask my body, like, what do I need right now? What would fuel my body? What would feel good? And then give myself those foods rather than just, yeah, just eating like what in the moment sounds good to me and like following my cravings. Mm-hmm. It like correlates into your actual life. Like it's literally everything intuition <laughs> in all areas. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So this is why one of my main like quotes you always hear from me is like your food issues have nothing to do with food. Yeah right? Mm -hmm. Like people come to me because they want to stop binge eating. They want to stop restricting. They want to eat the ice cream without feeling guilty. And like, you're going to get that, but you're also going to get abundance and freedom and peace and confidence in every area of your life. Because like the reason why you're dieting, the reason why you're yo-yoing, the reason why you have this black and white mindset with food isn't about the food.
0: I love that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So interesting. <laughs> I have so many questions. Sorry, my mind's yeah. just like tch, tch, tch. Yeah. So it's not really about the food. So what what do you see that it usually is then? Yeah. Like are there common things that usually yes. lead to like this food thing? Cause I, I can imagine people listening right now and being like, they're having the light bulbs I am right now. I'm like, okay, it's not about food. It's so much more. But what could it – what is it then? What is my problem?
1: (laughs) Totally. Okay. So the common root underlying pain points that I see, especially for women that are joining like my Food Freedom Collective program and one-on-one containers, control Mm -hmm. is a root, perfectionism is a root, trust, Mm -hmm. and self-worth. Those four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's definitely control. Like I don't actually have food issues in the sense of um, like maybe like my weight. But for me, like I'm so afraid of um, food poisoning. Actually, I've been like very vulnerable mm-hmm. about this on uh, my podcast already. So if you've been listening to Breaking Butterfly, you kind of know I've been struggling with like emetophobia where I'm so afraid of getting sick that And I've been taking like this course on it and yeah, it was talking about how I don't actually have a fear of getting sick. I just have like a need for control and that blew my mind because I am afraid to eat certain things. It's not like I'm restrictive in the way of like calories or sugar, but I'm restrictive Mm -hmm. in the way of like I won't eat certain places or eat at certain times or eat certain like meats or if it's like too pink or things like that, which – some of those practices are good. We should be careful where we get our food from, but I'm very much like I need control. Um, It was so interesting to unlock that for myself. That's super
1: interesting. I also have that fear probably in like a little bit of a different way, but I'm curious for you being in Tulum, (laughs) like (laughs) what? Because I – Not to scare you, but every time I go to Mexico, like someone in my family gets sick. And so, and like Bali, same thing. Like I've spent total probably like seven weeks in Bali just in the past like five years. And I'm like won't eat like the fresh vegetables or fruits. Like I definitely have that fear. So I'm curious how that's been for you being like in Tulum where like we know the water isn't – Yeah. Like, drinkable if it's not bottled.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, like, I just try to be as safe as possible. But at the same time, like, so last week, I also went to Costa Rica um, on this retreat. And I had some of the most, like, transformative experiences I've ever had where I really, like, it was just last week that I really realized, like, wow, this is a need for control. It's not Mm. that I'm actually afraid of getting sick. Um, And so I had all these really transformative experiences experiences last week where I feel like I had a lot of like energetic clearing and releasing of um, you know because I was trying to fix my fear. and instead now I started to set the intention to release, yeah, my need for control and I yeah. think what's helped me is just the mindset of I might get sick and I'll be okay mm. and 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 that's just what it is. So even right now, like you saying that to me of like not to scare you, but someone always gets sick. <laughs> that would usually throw me into a full-on panic attack. Like I'm talking like shaking, like mm. freaking out. And now I'm like, yeah, I might. And that would suck. And that is reality. And I know that I can fucking handle anything.
1: Yes. And I,
0: it's so healing um, to realize that. Yeah.
1: So I love that. And thank you for sharing that. And that similar sort of acceptance – plus Mm -hmm. neutrality is exactly what we need to integrate if there's a fear of gaining weight and that's why there's restriction or fear of eating something, right? Like, okay, yeah, you might. You might gain five pounds. You might gain 10 pounds. You might gain 20 pounds.
0: Yeah.
1: And and what, right? And that's where we – Start to uncover what it's really about because it's not about Mm. the food. It's about, oh, well, I was bullied, or Mm. my parents or my grandmother, you know, always said that you have to be smaller or that's better. And then we start working on that.
0: Totally. So when you work with your clients, now I'm just like, I'm so curious. So when you work with your clients in your program, can you tell us a little bit about what that experience is like and how you help people heal from this? Like do you actually even talk about food at all then? Or <laughs> is it question. just Yeah, or is it just like, all right, we're getting into the depths of yeah, the emotions, yeah. the trauma.
1: So People probably think it's like 90% talking about food. I would say it's more 40% talking about food and 60% the other stuff. So the way that I bring women through this transformation is in three steps. So I say that the bottom of the pyramid is the subconscious Blueprint. And this is where we go deep. This is where we start. Most people start at the top of the pyramid, which is really the tip of the iceberg. And that's action. That's what people want, right? You want mm-hmm. to eat differently. You want to eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, eat the cookie without guilt, exercise, but not to push yourself too hard. Like that's the action. But just taking different action and like faking it till you make it, similarly to when manifesting doesn't really work if you're not embodying the truth of it and you're not believing it. So that's why people will delete MyFitnessPal, but they're still counting calories in their head because like they took an action, but nothing internal actually changed. Totally. Or they didn't buy the ice cream and they think, oh, well, if I don't buy it, I won't binge on it. Mm-hmm. But then you go to your friend's house and she has ice cream And then you end up binging on it. So we start at the bottom with the subconscious. This is where we get into those roots like control, perfectionism, trust, and self-worth and really introduce you to your higher self, your intuition. Like what's the truth? Because all of that is bullshit. It's not the truth. The fears, it's It's self-sabotage. It's not your soul's truth. Step two is moving into the conscious thoughts and feelings and really transforming them from lack and scarcity to abundant thoughts, positive thoughts. So, this is where we start talking more about food as well. Um, We also will use science, like nutritional science, just to feel grounded in the facts, right? Mm. Like, okay, we can say all day long, I don't need to be scared of carbs. I don't need to be scared of carbs. But, like, can we can we learn a little bit more about nutrition and understand why you don't need to be scared of carbs yes so combination comes into play there of like the science but also the mindset work and the energy work with that transformation from lack into abundance. And then Mm -hmm. step three is aligned action, which definitely I took from like manifestation practice, right? You have to take aligned action. Well, when we take aligned action with food and exercise, to me that means taking action that feels really nourishing and aligned and intuitive for your physical health, your mental health, and your soul, spiritual, emotional health, hopefully Mm -hmm. without compromising anything. Um, so people ask me like, well, what if it just tastes so good? Those cookies just taste so good and I'm eating it for my soul, but then I get a stomach ache." Yeah. Right? Okay. So that's where we're not going to restrict the cookies, but we have to say no at a certain point out of love for mm-hmm. your physical body. Mm-hmm. This is why it's holistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so <sighs> – Like with that. So I love those three steps. Those are so powerful because, yeah, I'm thinking that like if if you don't have that subconscious part, you don't have the holistic part. It's almost like you're just taking action because you feel like you're supposed to. And it makes the action like harder to actually do. Like if you actually know everything about the cookies and you know what it's doing to you and then you have love
1: for yourself,
0: it should actually be easy to say no to the cookies, yes. right?
1: Yes. Precisely. Yes. Precisely. Yes, yes, yes. And that is why I'm so anti-willpower and self-discipline. Like yeah. I hear this from people all the time. Like I, they're like, if I just had more discipline, if I just had stronger willpower, I wouldn't binge. Mm-hmm. False.
0: That's totally me. I'm like, if I just had – I am very uh like – I love junk food. I grew up on junk food. Like literally, like when I think back to like my like growing up and like my teenage years, I ate three things: I ate Top Ramen, Mm -hmm. um, Pop Tarts, and Hot and Spicies from McDonald's. And that (laughs) that was my diet. And so now, as like as I've gone on my spiritual journey, I've like seen how important diet is. Um, but yeah, I feel like I haven't made that switch from like, it's almost like something subconscious in me wants to like self-sabotage a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, and so then I like try to find the, like the willpower and it just doesn't, it doesn't work because then you're saying Mm -hmm. like, oh, I want this thing, but I can't have it instead of saying, oh, I actually don't really want that thing because I want to feel really, really good in a couple hours. right Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, that's so so powerful
1: right and this is why like i really do love studying holistic nutrition and like i love the science of nutrition because i think in the intuitive eating space there's a there's actually a lot of black and white which is like mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous considering mm-hmm. what it's all about but i see a lot of practitioners saying like basically fuck nutrition You know, you can eat whatever you want whenever you want. And I think that's a little bit too far or it's just a little bit too surface level, Mm -hmm. right? Because then people get scared and they're like, well, if I do that, then I'm not going to feel good or I'm going to gain a bunch of weight or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the other side, there's people that are so like still anti sugar Like you can't have any sort of sugar and there's like holistic nutritionists that are on that camp where they're like anti-oat milk, anti-canola oil, like zero exceptions. And that doesn't feel realistic to me either. So I really try to – and I definitely practice what I preach, like the way that I eat feels so good for me. And it's really in the middle where like, yeah, there is science to nutrition. We cannot ignore that. Yeah. But I still wouldn't ever label foods as like bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But are there certain foods that like are more nutrient-dense and that will nourish my physical body more? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love that. So can you walk us through like what a day of eating would actually look like for you? Not just the foods, but – not the foods, mm-hmm. but your yeah. mindset around it. So like when you yes. wake up and you feel into your body like, yeah, what does it actually look like for you? you and and just kind of your thoughts
1: totally through the process. Yeah. I appreciate you asking me that because I will never post a what I eat in a day video, but yeah. I, I can totally walk you through like how i decide like how you make the decisions yeah mm-hmm. so i am a big fan of breakfast it's so important for hormones especially if you have a period or if you're a woman so and i wake up hungry i have a lot of clients that tell me oh i, I don't wake up hungry like i just don't like breakfast mm-hmm. and i help them to kind of rehabilitate that mindset and their metabolism because waking up hungry is actually a good sign of a healthy metabolism so Typically, I will wake up and I will either have breakfast before my morning routine or if I'm not like really hungry yet, I'll do my morning routine first. And that totally depends. So I don't eat breakfast at the same time every day, but it's definitely going to be within an hour of me waking up. Personally, I'm typically in the mood for something sweet in the morning. Like I love smoothies and there is one smoothie that I post a lot on my Instagram. It's a green smoothie. And I love that smoothie, but I am intentional about asking myself if I really want that smoothie or if I'm just doing it because of like autopilot. So intention is a part of this too. So I'm like, okay, do I still want something sweet? Yes. Okay. Do I want a smoothie or some other options? Like I love having toast with different toppings or oatmeal. And like a smoothie feels different energetically than toast, right? Because the toast might be lighter, honestly, Mm -hmm. because I really jam-pack my smoothies. Or it might be something like I really want to bite into something. Or it's that I really want that smoothie. I love it so much. Or maybe it's a different flavor that I want. But I allow myself the space Mm -hmm. to ask and then decide instead of just rushing or assuming. Yeah. So – that like switch from assumption to curiosity is really important. Mm, I love that. And
0: one thing my friend said to me the other day too, sorry. um, We were like sitting down to eat and he was like, oh, like I'm not really hungry. And I was like, oh, I'm starving. And like I ate all this food. We were at this like party. I ate this food. And then afterwards I like just didn't feel the best. And he's like, well, did you ask like your body if it was hungry and like if it wanted food? And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just knew I was hungry. Like, my mind was like, you're hungry, like, bitch, eat. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, did you ask your body if it actually wants the food? Like, it's different. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I (laughs) I did not ask. Like, I
1: will ask.
0: So I like that about just not assuming. I mean, if you're hungry, you should eat. This is like a different – little bit of a different scenario and we're doing all these activities. Um, But yeah, it was just interesting, like, the not just, like, assuming – that you want something Mm -hmm. and just really like asking yourself. Yeah.
1: Love it. Right. And that's also why I believe saying just, quote, listen to your body is so unhelpful Mm -hmm. because we're getting a lot of cues. And so for me, like when we talk about intuition with eating, I like to define intuition as a combination of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So we have what – You know, you would think of when you're manifesting and using your intuition more of like that soul intuition, divine downloads, the universe, and like communication there. And that's so important. And that's what's missing in this space for sure. And I integrate that. But your body also has wisdom, and that's a flavor or a language of intuition, right? Like if your stomach is growling or if you're feeling really tired, right? That counts as your intuition too. And then we also have our brains. Mm
0: -hmm. We have
1: really smart brains and we have knowledge. And so I think that category is what I call mental intuition of you knowing, right? Let's say I was sick, I had a cold, and I'm not physically feeling hungry, but mentally, I know that, like, even though my body isn't asking for food, I need to eat something to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. That's mental intuition. So for you in that situation, right? Maybe your body was hungry, maybe it wasn't, but mentally you still had this cue for whatever reason. Maybe it was dinner time, or maybe you had done a lot of activities. Your body's like, your brain was like, you need to replenish. Even if you're not feeling the hunger yet, like you definitely need to replenish. And it may have been like a stop signal that was Mm. a little bit more fuzzy for you.
0: Mm, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, Oh, shoot. I just had a really good question and it just left my mind. Oh, so what if you are – so what if you're eating – okay, so what if you're about to decide on your meal, right? So you told us about breakfast. So now it's lunchtime. And lunchtime, you are like, I need a cheeseburger and I need it now. But like intuitively, like you know that like that would not be the best choice for me right now. I have like this big event later. I need to feel energized, clear, I mean, I don't know if you even like eat cheeseburgers, but I'm like, sometimes I need a fucking yeah. double cheeseburger with grease and fries and <laughs> yeah. a shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what if I'm like, that would not be the best choice for me right now? I want it so fucking bad. And I just can't shut off that voice that mm. wants that. Like, do you ever, do you ever like make almost like the wrong decision in eating and then just feel so much like guilt or like sometimes I feel like I can't stop? Like, I'm like, no, I need the junk food and I'm gonna eat it.
1: (laughs) So, okay, here's the thing. Let's say in that situation you decided to go for the burger. I don't want you to feel guilty because, for whatever reason, in that moment with like what you had, you were doing the best that you had, or you were doing the best that you could with what you had. And like, if that was the decision that you made, even if in the end it didn't end up feeling that aligned, guilt doesn't help us. What Mm -hmm. I would rather you say is like, all right, I have some more data points now. The data points are like, I was really in the mood for this and I ate it and now I feel a certain way. You know, for me, like eating a burger actually doesn't make me feel sick or bad. So I think that's kind of an interesting point in and of itself. Um, But let's say that you felt bad for whatever reason, you felt nauseous or heavy or whatever it was, then like, okay, that's a data point so that next time you can make an even more aligned decision because you know your body even better now. So Mm -hmm. anytime you feel like you've, quote, messed up, that is an opportunity to just get to know your body that much better because if you didn't have any, quote, not aligned, like, choices in life, you wouldn't know what was aligned. Yeah,
0: that's so true. But I'm even like – I'm even still like, but what if – I know what's best for – like I'm like, okay, I have more data points and the next time it comes along, I still make the wrong decision. Like what do you do for people that really, really struggle with like – I guess there's still something in one of those four things that's just not healed, right?
1: Yeah. So why – like if you know for sure that eating that won't make you feel good, then why do you want to make yourself not feel good? Like that's a prioritization of self-worth. Yeah. Like what do you want – what do you need to prioritize? you need to prioritize like how you're going to holistically feel and you know that you would feel like shit for whatever reason? Yeah. But like so you want to prioritize your energy or do you need to just prioritize that intense craving? And something else I would say is like typically when people go through one of my programs, those super intense cravings kind of go away. Like the way that you're describing it, like I fucking need a burger. Yeah. I personally don't really get that anymore Mm -hmm. because, okay, this is where it gets into abundance and lack energy. Mm -hmm. You're in a state of lack where you're like, it's now or never. Mm -hmm. They need it now because there's going to be a lack of opportunity to get this later potentially. Oh,
0: I love that. One of my friends that was helping me with money once, um, because I also like to spend a lot too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know why I'm just dumping all my problems in this episode. I'm like, and I'm struggling with this. And like, what if I have these cravings? Uh, A lot of times I share these things too. Like I amplify little things I've struggled with in the past just because I know that somebody else is struggling with it too. Mm -hmm. But I'm like unloading right now. But so I used to spend a lot. And my friend always said, when you want to buy something, um, just tell yourself not right now. Instead of being like, no, I can't buy that. I can't spend. I can't buy it. Just say, not right now. And then, you know, if if later down the road you're still thinking about that thing, you want to go purchase it, then perfect. Uh, But I feel like it almost works here too. It's like, oh, I'm not going to eat that right now, but there's still an abundance of it.
1: Totally. And I would even push you a step further to be even more affirmative about it because you're still saying, not right now. And if you have a history of restricting, that can feel like a restriction. That can feel like a no. So I try to spin it into a yes somehow. So with the spending, it's like, I really want that shirt. Do I need it? I don't know. Okay. Like, yes, I'm going to honor my wallet today.
0: No, I'm not going to buy that.
1: And yes, I'm going to keep that in mind and trust that it will be there in a week if I still want it. Like, yes, it will be there. Oh, beautiful. That is so with such the, a good shift. Yeah. So with the burger, it's like, yes, I'm going to prioritize feeling amazing energetically or physically. And yes, I can get a burger later when I want it. Like, yes, it will be there. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. And how empowering, like just changing that statement from not right now to like, yes, I want to fuel my body in the best possible way right now. It, you're saying the exact same thing. Yeah. And like, oh my God, that's something I'm so passionate about is just those little like little shifts in your language mm. that completely changes the energy.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like obsessed with language, <laughs> maybe to a fault, um, but I think it matters so much. Like the words that we use go straight to our subconscious. Even if you're saying – even if you mean the same thing, but you're saying it in a different way. Like I'm going to challenge you and everyone to stop saying junk food because if you're saying it's junk and then you eat it, you're basically insinuating that your body's a trash can.
0: Mm. Oh, interesting.
1: Because you're throwing junk into it. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, like if I said something really mean to you, which I wouldn't, and I called you bad names, like you would feel – like your body would react and you would like feel that, right? Whereas if I said, Maddie, you are so gorgeous and amazing and like so inspiring and have like the best energy, right? You're like opening up, you're glowing, you're you're feeling that in your body. Okay. Well, if you said, oh, like this is junk food and you're saying it to the food, yeah, everything I- is energy. <sighs> it wow. absorbs the
0: energy and then you eat it. Yeah. Just even the intention, like the intention you put onto your food. I mean, it's like the experiments they've done with like – um, even just speaking bad language to like, what was it? Like, what? The water. Like, the water. Uh, or I remember one about like rice or something too, like mold growing on rice and like yes. speaking kind words to it. Yeah, like molds beautifully or, or vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, this is so funny. I actually took a health coaching certification way back when. And there was like this question that they brought up of like, okay, if your client says, you know, I'm out and about, I'm on a trip and there's no like, okay, quote unquote, like good food choices. Like there aren't food choices that I would want to make right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Then
0: like, what, like, what is your best option? Is your best option to like not eat the food, like eat the food or like say a prayer for your food? Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about how, like, if you don't have the best food choice, like with you and you don't have access to it, the best thing you can do is just like pray for your, like, pray for your food, set that intention on your food to like nourish your body, even if it's not the most nourishing foods. And I thought that was so totally. powerful.
1: I totally agree. It's literally like alchemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it.
0: Um. Oh my God. That's so good. This is like so life-changing. Okay. So now – like I want to hear now like your – so we've kind of talked about how food – It isn't really about the food. It's something underneath it. But I want to talk a little bit more about how nutrition really reflects in our mental health and especially like our Mm -hmm. confidence. Um, So when I first started like my confidence journey, it actually started out by me um, juicing and like making fruit and vegetable juice. Um, I was like severely depressed. And have you ever seen um, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead by Joe Crow? No, I haven't watched it yet okay. It's just this documentary about this guy that does like juicing. Um, and he just creates like miraculous results in people's health. Um, you know, even people that have like seizures, they like stop having seizures, people that can't get pregnant, they become fertile. And I was like so inspired by it. So I started juicing and that's what actually kind of kickstarted who I am today and kickstarted my spiritual journey. So I know that food is just so directly correlated and and um, what they say, like, 95% of your happiness is, is created in your gut.
1: Yeah, so, your gut creates a lot of hormones. Yeah.
0: So can we talk a little bit – you know, obviously my podcast is a lot about confidence and just, like, feeling your best. Why – like, why does food have such an important piece to play in that? And is there any, like, inspiration or stories that you can share um, to help people see that importance of mental health and food?
1: Totally. And I think that there's so many pieces to this. It's so holistic because as you said, food can be medicine for Mm -hmm. sure. I believe food can be medicine. Food can be fuel. Food can be emotions. Food can be tradition. So all of those aspects can absolutely play a role in like mental health and confidence. So if you are eating – you know, fried food every day and candy for breakfast, are you going to feel amazing in your body? Like energetically, your body probably won't feel energized and high vibe. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And then mentally in terms of, yeah, like your serotonin levels, is that going to be the most supportive for your actual like physical health, your physical brain? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Also, If you're hangry, we know if we're hungry, you can't focus and you're not in a good mood. And that's something when I ask women like, you know, what else is this affecting for you? So many of them say it's like my mood. I'm just like a mean person when I'm dieting or when I'm restricting and like my family and my friends, they can tell. So I would say part of it is for sure like the food that you're eating. And I recognize that not everybody has access to, you know, fresh whole foods. Frozen food is still amazing. Canned food is still amazing. That's why just saying like don't eat processed food isn't helpful either because mm-hmm. those are really really amazing options. I do believe that a variety of colors is beautiful because you're getting so many vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and antioxidants and that's your body's protection. Mm-hmm. Like antioxidants are going to help fight free radicals. Like food matters. Your food choices matters matter. This is why also like the gentle nutrition, the holistic nutrition still comes into play here because you're going to feel good energetically in your body. If your body's mm-hmm. feeling good, that gives you a leg up in terms of like confidence showing up how you want to show up in your life, in the world. Yeah. Um, I would say it's also like there's that pure mental piece, which is what a lot of my clients come to me for of just like Feeling confident, making food choices without the doubt, without the tracking, without the measuring, without the guilt, without the shame. And that guilt and shame and obsession takes up so much fucking brain space. And so it creates all of this self-doubt. There's a lack of trust in the body. And so if you're not trusting yourself to make food decisions and you're making food decisions at least three times a day, every day for the rest of your life, how are you going to trust yourself to make any other decision and feel confident about it? You're not.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Calling me out. Me not being able to pick. Like me looking at a menu for 30 minutes. Like I don't know what
1: to order. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. that's a lack of trust and yeah. if you don't trust yourself to make food decisions I mean I'm sure you can probably see this as well like how were you able to trust to move to or like vacation in Tulum or like to make these big life changes right that's yeah. a bigger decision than just picking what to have for dinner but it's still a decision coming from your soul and coming from your intuition so this is where the patterns come in right right if you're obsessing over control with food, are you also trying to control other areas of your life like yeah. social plans or how other people think of you, relationships, et cetera? It's just, it's just all connected and it's especially connected to confidence for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's all so connected. Like, and one thing that stuck out to me a lot as you were speaking is even just like, like your energy, right? Because for me, so like kind of the building blocks that I – teach off of with confidence is like beliefs, trust, also authenticity, and then action. I think action Mm -hmm. is like the biggest piece because if you're in action, like self-doubt almost cannot exist, right? Being unconfident cannot exist when you are just in action. And how can you be in action when you are fucking exhausted. Like I remember when I was eating like really poorly, like before I started juicing before this whole journey, um, I would just like sleep for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like I would set my phone alarm and I just wouldn't wake up to it. Cause I was like so exhausted mm-hmm. because I wasn't, um, I was like malnourished, you know? Um, and as soon as I started juicing, I started waking up like before my alarm. Right. Yes. Um, and so I think that because action is such an important piece of confidence like you need to get up you need to get moving you need to get ready you need to like sit a little bit taller like you can't do that when you're yeah you're not feeling energized. So. Yes.
1: I love that our structures kind of parallel it's one so another familiar. with like the belief, the trust. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's weird, but it, I, it also doesn't surprise me because it just makes so much fucking sense. And like, I feel like we're very similar and totally on the same wavelength, but you're yeah. right. Like the action piece matters. We can talk all day long about how to stop calorie counting, but like, are you going to actually like choose a meal enjoy it, eat it, be with your friends and family, like be in the moment. So, and that's how we learn also, like you can't just sit on your couch and expect, you know, miracles to drop in. You have to take aligned action. Totally.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Our, our systems, like our little structure is so aligned and so similar. That's so funny. Um, So speaking of that, speaking of aligned action, I want to kind of like switch gears a little bit. So much wisdom about like food freedom, uh, but we keep mentioning manifesting, and I didn't know I was going to speak about this with you, but I kind of want to hear a little bit about your experience with manifestation. Maybe some big yes. things that you've manifested. What does your personal mm. process look like? Like, let's let's talk about manifesting just a little bit. Yes.
1: Yes, let's um it's so funny. I actually just launched like a really cute manifestation journal on Amazon with one of my friends, Carolina, because we kind of had similar like journal prompts that we would use in the morning. So um yeah, just published that, which is so fun. But okay, manifestation. It is, I feel like it's the key to the world and it's such a an amazing magnetic practice that everybody has access to. So my favorite manifestation story is when I moved to Miami um, from LA. I wanted to live in South Beach and there were so many aligned – like I think it was so easy to manifest a roommate and an apartment because it was just so aligned. Like it was so obvious that that's where I was meant to be. So having the clear vision – and a vision that actually comes from your heart, not the shoulds, Mm -hmm. um, but actually comes from your intuition is like first step. That's also why this relates to food because like it's not about what you should eat or what her what I eat in a day video looks like. It's what you desire. So if you've been to Miami, there's like the downtown area and then there's water. There's like the bay. And then there's South Beach, which is its own little island. And on the west side, that's the Bay Side, and you're looking at downtown. And on the east side, that's the beach, and that's where like the clubs are. So I just had this, like, I was scripting. Um, mm-hmm. I really like scripting. All right, you know, I already have this, or this is how it is. Writing into the future and embodying mm-hmm. that. That's one of my like number one techniques. Is like deciding what I want, writing it down, and feeling mm-hmm. into the feeling now.
0: Yeah.
1: So I for whatever reason I wrote that I wanted an apartment with a view of the ocean and the city and I almost deleted the city part because I was like I don't actually know how that would even be possible because if it's a view of the ocean you're looking east like nothing else is there but for whatever reason I didn't delete it and I repeated this script like almost every day for a couple months because I was really ready to move um I also like happened to find a roommate And she was the only one that I talked to. And my friends were like, you know, it it might be a little bit difficult to find a roommate. Like you're going to have to talk to a lot of people. And it was like just her. And we just clicked. And I'm like, I I don't think this is going to be hard. Like I think it's pretty fucking easy. So then we were looking at apartments. Nothing felt right. And I was so detached because I was like, I don't have to move right now. I could actually wait. So detachment was so key here, which is the hardest part for me. Yeah. But in this situation, it was very easy. I was living at home. I really didn't have to move. So I was like, none of these are right. I'm not going to settle. Okay, Like so classic Manifestation 101, but like it's the example I always come back to. And then I took a line to action. Someone, some realtor I posted in a Facebook group and I was like, let me ask her if she can help us. She showed us like three units and one of them I saw pictures. That I wasn't even there in person. I was like, that's it. I know it. It was on the bay side, so on the west side of South Beach, the island. And so the view was of like the intercoastal water, which isn't the beach, but it's like the ocean, which is what I said. And you also have a view of downtown right across of the water. So, of course. So, I got my ocean or water and city view with just so much ease. Yeah. And it was something that, you know, like I almost deleted, like I almost doubted that part of the vision, but for whatever reason I knew that it was going to be it and I trusted and I detached mm-hmm. and it happened. And so that's one of my favorite stories and I think about it all the time. Like even when I have doubt, like yeah, oh, like does this actually work? And I'm like there's no way that wasn't divinely guided.
0: Yeah. It's so divine. So beautiful. And I i mean, I love just that aspect of that story in particular about like being okay with wanting more. I think that's such a huge theme in my life right now as well of like, yeah, you're like wanting more and you almost like stop yourself of like, like, oh, well, that would be too good to be true. Or that would be like, I can't do that. Or that's not like a real that's not a real thing. That's not a real life. And when you really do just like claim it for yourself and say like, no, this is possible. I mean, you hear stories like this all the fucking time. And I hope that women listening right now are like, I hope that there's women listening that have been manifesting things and have been doubting themselves. And they hear this story and decide to put back that deleted part and say, yep, no, this is what I want.
1: Yeah. Like, period, done, draw the line in the sand. It just is what it is, especially if it's coming from your intuition. And I think that that's important just to kind of make sure, like, is this really your desire? Like, if you were not getting paid for that result, if you, like, never got a congratulations, Mm. if you never got acknowledged, would you still want it? Mm. Yeah, I was just going to – kind of a good check-in.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, what is kind of your process for knowing that it is your intuition? But I love those questions that you just shared. But is there anything else that you would add of, like, someone being like, well, I don't know if it's my intuition or not?
1: Yeah. So I've recently started a course with Katrina Ruth, who – her course is amazing. And her advice for this is like – it's so funny, but like it's so good. It's like you just fucking know. And what Mm. if the only answer was that you knew – if it was from intuition or if it was from, like, BS and fear and ego. Like, what if you just had to decide and you just knew? And that has been, like, kicking my butt, um,
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: idea. Because it just, like, gets rid of the BS. It gets rid of the excuses. And this is also what I encourage people who are, like, thinking about investing in a coaching program or, like, a healing, whether it's with me, you, someone else. they're like, I don't know. I'm not ready. I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's bullshit. Like, with so much love. Yeah. But that's bullshit. Like you know, and for whatever reason you're saying you're deleting it, you're not giving yourself permission. Mm
0: -hmm. You're staying
1: small, Mm -hmm. and like I feel like this entire conversation has been about like playing big. Yeah. Oh my god, one hundred percent.
0: That is the theme right now, like expansion and playing it bigger. And so yeah, I love that we're landing onto this. Um, one when I first started my coaching journey and I wanted to be a coach, I would just like YouTube like coaching tips, like coaching questions, like I did a coaching certification as well, but I was just like trying to get any information on how do I be the best coach possible? And I came across this uh, woman, I think her name is like Christine Hassler. um, And she shared this tip that like stuck with me in a random fucking YouTube video, but it's like changed the game for me. And the question is, if someone says, I don't know, you say, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? What would the answer be? And I thought that was like – When she first said that, I was like, that's such a stupid question. I'm like, what they just said, they don't know. But every time, 100% of the time, 10 out of 10 times, if somebody says to you, I don't know, and then you ask them, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? 10 out of 10 times, they have an answer. And it's yeah, it just goes to show that like we always know. And – uh, one question that's or one like statement that's been coming up for me a lot lately too is if it's not it if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no and so for me even like when I have a decision like that and I'm like well it is a yes but I don't know if it's like coming from my intuition I don't know if it's fully aligned I'm like is it a fuck yes and mm. if it's not then it's a no so right even even with your apartment um, that you're looking for. Like, you could ask yourself, right? Like, you delete the part about the city. All right, is this a fuck yes? It's like, yeah, that would be amazing. But then you add that piece back in. Is this a fuck yes? And you're like, oh, my God. Yes. I love
1: that. I love that so much.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: It can be scary because you're going outside of your comfort zone. It can be scary to invest in coaching. It can be scary to commit to food freedom. It can be scary to commit to a confidence journey. But, like, if it wasn't scary, you wouldn't be stepping outside of your comfort zone. So I think thinking that way of, like, is it fuck yes or fuck no can also scare people into safety, but it kind of, like, if you take it the right way – it can really push you into a line to action and like showing up as your highest, most divine goddess self, which is what I want for everyone. And I think you probably want the same and it's just, it's so possible for everyone. And that's why I hope people understand. Like it's so
0: it's so possible. I wish I could like grab, like go to people in person, grab them by the shoulders and just like shake them and scream like your dreams are yes. possible. <laughs> because, yeah, because it, re- it truly, truly is. Um, And I think that uh, one question was that was coming up for me too is like, I always like as I'm interviewing somebody, like I'm always just thinking about like, all right, what is somebody listening, thinking right now? And I'm, like, sitting here, like, okay, someone might be listening, and they're, like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is great, but, like, what if I, like, want to do something, I want to take the leap, and I'm just, like, so terrified, like, yes, it's, like, stepping out of my comfort zone, but, like, no, like, I'm terrified, like, in my body, like, I feel like I can't take that step. What would your advice be if someone's at that point right now, they're listening, they're feeling so fucking inspired, they want to take this leap into a program, go on a retreat, you know, leave the relationship, something. Like, what would you say directly to
1: them right now? Okay. A couple of things. One, the fear is valid because fear is protection. However, because your soul knows that you're ready and you need to take that step, The protection is fake. Thankfully, you don't need that protection. Thank goodness. Mm
0: -hmm. You actually don't
1: need that fear. And it is safest for you to take the leap. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. the main thing I would say. The other question is like, totally understand scary, but is it scarier to think about staying where you are, staying in this loop and in this cycle forever? Yeah. Or is it scarier to like, say yes to yourself, invest in yourself, take that (sighs) leap, make the decision.
0: Mm, It's actually safer to take the step. That's what I'm getting from that. It's actually safer to take the step. And you wouldn't be feeling that call to take that step if you weren't going to be protected.
1: Yeah. Precisely. And that's why the whole I'm not ready thing is like nine times out of ten, I'm like BS, BS radar. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're never going to be ready, but, like, if you got that far to, like, be in a decision-making situation, like, you're probably ready. What yeah. would change to make you ready? It would really just be something to make you more comfortable, but, like, mm. you're going to be the most comfortable and the most safe on the other side of that mm. fear.
0: Yeah. And it's temporary. It's temporary totally. for a, a life full of what's on the other side. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Is there anything else that you feel like we haven't touched on that you're feeling super inspired to share?
1: I feel like we've talked about so much and yet we could probably talk for like 10 more hours. Um, But uh, I feel like we covered so much. And I would just say, I mean, I feel like we already said this, but what's coming through is like you are so, everyone listening, like you are so deserving of freedom, whether it's freedom with food, freedom with your career, freedom with life, freedom with love, like you deserve it and it's possible. And I know so many people share success stories online and think like, cool for her but like I couldn't do that and I really genuinely truly believe that everybody can live their best life and find a way to Mm -hmm. feel like they are their most high vibe divine goddess selves and so I just hope that that is a little bit of hope for like whoever needs it Mm -hmm. and whoever still has that doubt like it's so possible for you because you are a beautiful human soul and like That's just what – like, period, done. Yeah. That's it.
0: Mic drop. Beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And usually, at the end of every episode that I do, I always ask my guests, like – and I feel like you pretty much already answered this, but I always ask it. So I always ask, if you, at your lowest point, was listening into the podcast right now, like, you little – 15-year-old you or 18-year-old you was listening in, what would you say to her?
1: Mm, I love that question. Yeah. I would tell her that she is truly, genuinely enough and more than enough as she is right now. And instead of focusing on changing, the only thing that you really ever have to do is be your most 100% authentic self like be so full of your own self and like if you're doing mm-hmm. that and you're working towards that then that is enough. So switch mm-hmm. from focusing to changing right changing your body, changing your food to just being who you are because that's where the magic is
0: mm-hmm. oh my God so perfect yeah, so fucking lined. oh my god thank you so mm-hmm. much for that wisdom that was so beautiful. Um yeah, now share, share with everyone where they can find you. I'm sure so many girls are gonna be so inspired now and just dying to work with you. So share your social media handles, your programs, like just
1: take it away. Yeah, okay, cool. So um this has been just magical and amazing as I thought it would be. So okay, Instagram is where I hang out the most, and you can find me at Sloan Elizabeth. I'm trying to play with TikTok. Um, So that's (laughs) Sloan.Elizabeth. As I said, we have a new manifestation journal on Amazon, which is really fun. I think if you search my name, it'll come up or it's called the Manifestation Magnet. But my main program is the Food Freedom Collective, which kind of touched on today. But moving through those three steps to really transform your relationship with food and so much else. Um, So I have a link to apply to have a consultation call, totally complimentary just to discuss even if it would be a perfect fit. Um, And on my Instagram, you'll also find a lot of other, you know, fun free resources and masterclasses. So definitely come hang out there and feel free to send me a DM if you have any questions and if you're ready to jump on a consultation call.
0: Yay. So beautiful. So perfect. And we'll make sure that we link all of, all of the things um, in the show notes as well. So you guys can get easy access to that. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Sloan. This has been so incredible, so amazing. I learned so much um, from you. It's actually been like four weeks since I recorded. This is my first time recording back and I'm like, wow, I fucking needed this. And Mm -hmm. just, yeah, connecting with you for my first episode back, like really just – I feel so inspired and so lit up. So thank Mm -hmm. you, so Thank
1: you, Maddie. I just got like full chills. Thank yeah. you so much for, um, for mm. inviting me and being here. This was just like such a beautiful vortex and I'm I'm honored to be one of your first guests back.
0: Yes, it has been so perfect. So divine. Um, so you guys, if you love this episode, make sure that you um, share it with a friend, share it with your family, share it on your Instagram story. And if you do share it on your story, make sure you tag me as well as Sloan so that we can thank you, connect with you. We would love to connect and um, yeah, answer all of your questions, hear any of your takeaways and just connect with you. Um, I'll also uh, add Sloan to our community as well. And so we can ask her questions there and make it easy and um, yeah, but thank you guys so much. I hope you guys all have a beautiful week uh, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye thank you so much for tuning into the breaking butterfly podcast if you enjoyed today's episode i would absolutely love if you left breaking butterfly a rating and a review if you do leave a review to show my appreciation please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com, and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free masterclasses, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye!